0: Get in your stirrup and pass me the syrup because we love Europe here on Hotline League episode seventy-seven. That's right. After last week's episode, we got a fifty percent dislike ratio on YouTube, and we are we are European fans now. All right, I've message received. We are not allowed to share opposing opinions. We just Europe is the best. That country, that every everything, all the countries, they're all the best. We love it. Uh, Brexit is a tragedy um <clears throat> episode 77 please forgive us uh go go if you're a european please go like the video this time um of course i uh, want to give a shout out uh, as much as we love europe we also love alienware they're our sponsor for the show uh, amazing amazing stuff and talk about them a little bit in a bit uh, but first off let me go ahead and introduce my constant co-host mark zimmerman mark how are you doing
1: great yeah i i uh, don't even remember that last episode don't know what we talked about don't know why anyone would be upset about it
0: well you can go to the youtube comments apparently we um we offended some people they, they were not
1: they were i not uh i i went to the comments i didn't think they were that bad to be honest i mean like well
0: when you, you know. pair them with the dislike ratio my my yeah. channel average is like 96 percent likes or maybe 98 percent. i forget somewhere up there and this one had 50 percent Likes.
1: have you ever considered the possibility that it was just a bad episode maybe maybe it was just outright bad and it had that's nothing not why with people actual... were
0: disliking it
1: well you don't i don't know i would need to see some data that says it was was the content itself and not the production around it or something like that well
0: i just it's a for me i think back and i just know that europe has always been the better region and please don't please don't Fuck my YouTube algorithm. You know what? You know what? You I'm know why Europe?
1: You know why Europe sucks? Because I don't own any of their teams merch. Yeah,
0: I bet we my wish opinion could on, own their on, teams merch. I yeah. bet
1: I would love Europe if suddenly like some G two merch ended up on my head instead of hundred these merch.
0: Yeah, they're or I on mean, this we, shirt. They're I mean, and they're superior teams. We love them. That's why we want. You know what? I, I,
1: DM'd, uh, I DM'd Ocelot, I DM'd um, yeah. and he didn't
0: reply. Yeah, he he, Public, he publicly publicly on... he's yes on twitter he said he'd send you stuff but then privately apparently not nope i
1: i don't know if he has like the check marks on or off so i don't know if i was left on red but i'm gonna say i was left on red yeah um because that sounds more it makes him look worse and that's what i'm all about pressuring people into giving me merch yes misfits and fanatic you know i won't i won't turn it down origin as well uh but i'm really looking forward to the g2 merch
0: well, anyway, let's talk about some League of Legends. So there's actually a decent amount of stuff to talk about this week. Um, I don't know how much of it will be Resident Sleeper to the chat because some of the stuff that always fascinates me is less interesting too. Uh,
1: that's why I have these glasses this week is so I can, can fall, asleep. fall asleep.
0: Well, ProView, that's actually, I'm, I'm curious what your take is going to be on that. We'll, we'll talk about it. Actually, why don't we, uh, I'm curious what you can maybe give your briefer and then more if more people want to call in about ProView. But what was your reaction when you saw it?
1: Cool, I mean like I think people have always been asking for monetization of the league somehow and always looking for more features And this is like kind of both I know every team is gonna buy it. Every analyst is gonna buy it. Every Content creator is gonna buy it Uh, Yeah, I don't know how many fans will buy it. I hope a lot of fans buy it. I think it's a cool idea um I don't know. You have a you have a, you have a hotter take other than like, no.
0: No, I mean I think it's cool. I, I it's funny because I was uh, what was it? Um, Peter Doublelift was over this weekend, and we were joking about whether or not he wanted. To, he was playing auto chess, and a bunch of people were watching, and we were memeing about how fun it is when you are gaming, and a bunch of people are giving you advice. And he said, "Um, dude, I've been playing League of Legends for ten years. I've had." you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of people backseat gaming me <laughs> and Reddit comments yeah. and Twitch and Twitter. I could I'm immune to this stuff now. And I said, Well don't worry. Now they're gonna do it even more because anytime you may you mess up, some content creator or Redditor is gonna find the misplay of your screen where something went wrong and clip it out and put it on there. You know, like oh double lift, you know, had this, you know, the stuff that's easily missed I think will now be hilariously brought to the forefront. On the other hand, it'll be cool because whenever somebody makes a uh, crazy play that like doesn't really get translated well on stream or people, you can't really break it down really quickly. I'm, I'm excited to sort of see, I feel like this does open up a new level of analysis for people like Loco Doco. I would say yourself, but you're too busy to create Additional content.
1: Well, I was gonna say I'm very happy this came out after the blame game, so I didn't need to put the extra effort into to rewatch any specific play from a player's perspective. It Makes it much easier to yeah. not have to do that.
0: I mean, uh, my my question is whether or not the like w- is this a good product if nobody buys it? I'm actually curious about because is there a world where it opens up so many additional content opportunities and so much additional conversation? And all that where to the extent where um, you like they should just like they keep supporting it right because that would be the concern is what if this doesn't stay supported if people aren't buying it enough? like what if it's it's only generating like a couple thousand a uh, month for the league and they decide it's not worth it anymore? I hope that they would keep doing it just because the content opportunities would be so good.
1: Yeah, I think um, you know I wonder if it would be somehow packaged and presented differently then. Yeah. like like make third party media and teams and people pay for it. I don't know. Yeah. that seems weird. that's that's kind of circular.
0: Well, yeah, I don't I don't know either. It's you, you don't necessarily want to charge your content creators because that, Well, you, everyone's just passing money in a circle then right. So, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think uh, it is it is exciting. I'm glad they are doing this. By the way, I know sometimes we take it for granted that people know what this is. Proview is a new product where you can you can pay, you get access to um, distinct streams so you can watch from a certain player's perspective. So for instance, if you wanted to watch Xmithie, you can just like, literally that's your stream as you get to watch Xmithie uh, all the way through. I think you get access to VODs of all that content. I believe they've even got some extra features like uh, they sort of, you can look in the stream timeline of when major events happen i'm trying to think if there's anything else that i'm forgetting Uh, but that's mostly it right mark
1: from what i understand yeah it's just like a a specific player's point of view with a couple almost like spectator view right or spectator client type uh, features attached to it
0: and it's uh 15 a split although i believe that number goes down over the period of the split because you will be getting less content presumably less value you know you don't People to stop paying if it because mm-hmm. it's halfway through, um, but I don't know. There were some people that were talking about the price. I feel like 15 bucks is not that insane. Uh, if if they don't if people don't feel like there's enough value there, then yeah, I guess they won't buy it. But in my mind, like you compare it to pretty much most traditional sports packages where you actually have to pay just to get access to the game, I think 15 is pretty tame, and I think anything less would potentially make it really hard to make the product worth it. Because the, the amount of people that will buy this, I do think will be a smaller subset.
1: Yeah, people, I guess in chat were mentioning Overwatch League offering a little more. Um, yeah, but, so there's some concern, it's not about the price point, but maybe the what you're getting out of it.
0: Yeah, but in one you're getting Overwatch, the other one you're getting League.
1: Good point. Uh, there's also the team pass and, and uh, League pass
0: things. Uh yes. Uh there is that. So you it's similar to when you buy like the MSI package or the Worlds package where you get like a, a bunch of quests and stuff to do in game. I think some of the quests or missions I, I keep wanna say quests. The missions are Not
1: Harston over here, dude. Come on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was thinking of Heroes of the Storm, Mark, the superior MOBA. Wildly successful. I think successful.
1: Makes, I thought, did they put that under? Did well, They take the, it out back yet?
0: Yeah, it's it's on live support. Um but <laughs> the um the oh yeah it's so it's similar to that I think you get point credit for also watching it you get some brand team branded stuff in the game uh I think it's pretty cool I don't know how much better it's gonna do i think that that i that one ProView pro view is whatever i i think what they could have added some more would have been nice by the way if these two products were merged together somehow where you could buy both for like thirty bucks you get a team thing and a or a team pass and the in-game stuff or whatever. I think it's weird to release two products and then not have like a bundle for them. But I think it's still a good a good opportunity. It's still it's like not a lot compared to what we've seen other leagues do in terms of support for the teams, but I I'm happy to see this uh because I think for a long time the most we ever saw were like obviously the world championship skins. And then the um the icons in game and i think this is a much better setup so i'm excited about that Look, looking forward to seeing how um how people feel about it um over the course of the call we'll uh, jesse you can jesse you can call in if you want you should do that if you want you want to be on the show uh, before you start your your new gig <clears throat> um NFL gets like 100 times the viewership of, okay, whatever. Anyway, uh, so there's that. What other news broke? Uh, Golden Guardians just announced their new academy roster, which features some familiar formerly CLG faces and Darshan and Huhi. Um And I believe Hoohee is going support, correct? Did you catch uh, this Did you, I you didn't not see catch it that, match? actually. Okay. It,
1: was in on, it was on the front page.
0: Yes, it's on the front. They announced it, I think, a couple hours ago. It's Darshan hard Palafox FBI and Huhi and Huhi's in the support position. Obviously Darshan up top. Uh, so that's oh, interesting. Yep. They kept their main roster. Uh Greg and Acadian sharing time together. Um, saw that one. That's cool. Uh what else? Europe continues to be uh, amazing. We love them.
1: The Quas news or the Quas story finally broke. Quas Quas opened up about it.
0: Yeah, so I did not dive in on that, um, but I don't, do you want to provide the context?
1: I mean, uh, if people, someone wants to talk about it, I don't know really what a fan would have to say about it, uh, but yeah, Quas finally had a post, I think, on his Facebook about what happened following between the 2015 and 2016 season that resulted in kind of getting suspended uh, from the team. And so he, he, talked about it and it's a pretty, uh, pretty crazy story.
0: Yeah. Dr- some drug story, drug it. use. I read online that some people have been given micro dosages of MDMA to help with depression, maybe anxiety. I managed to find some time to try that. This is kind of an interesting story. So that, that was up six days ago on the subreddit, uh, for people who want to talk about it. Uh, Oh, mobile version of league of legends. And it's not directly related to esports, but it, I mean it's inter- relevant enough. That I think we can talk about it. Um, game two,
1: is it game two technically?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I get the feeling game two will be. I. I've oh, what? Rift Rivals
1: is officially in LA now. Yes, right. That came but out. I think too. that got
0: announced before.
1: It says six days ago. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Well, I think we I
1: think a bunch of people knew, but yes. it wasn't. Public, i mean i talked about it on
0: previously on the show that i had heard it was uh in la so
1: right i know you had said that and then i didn't confirm or deny
0: the um, optic and immortal stuff i don't think that like everyone's bringing this up but the story that story has been talked about for a long time the new conversation is around whether or not or the does the idea that or not the idea but the supposedly there's like a 20 million dollar loan that's due on yeah, the 31st like they're in
1: debt or something yeah that much.
0: And so Immortals would have to do that. And also that Immortals, I do think, I think it was new news that Immortals would be killing the Optic brand. Now, the only thing I want to say, and I, I mean no disrespect to the author, but um, it is just on a Medium post. Uh, and the only thing that concerns me there is that post somebody posting something mm-hmm. to a personal Medium doesn't necessarily mean that's going through the mm-hmm. same... Like, uh editing process to, an investigation that are you know in depth you don't have to stuff. answer to
1: anyone necessarily for medium posts yeah
0: exactly exactly and so and whenever we got news of something like that or at a lot of different places where you have something like that happen you you go through this editing The editors like what's the deal with this probably there's a bigger conversation so that's why i'm a little skeptical um or I, I take it with a grain of salt more than i would if it was being reported by espn or somebody um yeah i mean i think maybe... also
1: the season's starting just generally so like what people think are gonna happen is is 100 thieves finishing 10th again is clg making playoffs with rune is tl gonna smash are they gonna do terrible will tsm do even better now that they're gonna have a faster start probably because yep. or maybe they'll be even slower because they're swapping people around there's all that good shit too
0: june 1st this this weekend um, and unfortunately, we're kicking off before the Superior LEC starts. So, you know, if you're waiting for the better league to start, I love you, Europe. Uh, you know that that will be. This is what you can watch in the meantime. Watch, anyway.
1: watch, watch some monkey knife fight stuff happen yeah. in NA before you watch your big brain Galaxy
0: LEC. League. The Superior <laughs> yeah. and and by the way, I I know this might be a bold statement, Mark, but I do think the tenth. Place team in Europe could beat Team Liquid. I just want to put that out there. I think, I think that's it depends. How good yeah,
1: I think in best of one Team Liquid might have a chance, but in the best of five, there's no way they can take three games off them.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, that's uh, LEC. You know, they're just superior. We're just their farm league. Please like this video. Um, all right, uh, shall we grab the first caller?
1: Uh, sure. First I'll give a little rundown because I haven't read anything people have been writing and this is a good way to stall. Um, If you guys have never seen the show before where this happens on Discord, I just spam Twitch chat with the Discord link. Go ahead and click it and join once you get here. Join pleb calls or pleb calls to voice channels. Mute your microphone once you are in there. Uh, And then in the pleb topics or subtopics text channel you will go ahead and put whatever your take is. Ideally you know you're writing. I think 100 Thieves will bounce back and actually finish in playoffs. And then, you know, we can talk about it. Um, Don't just say I want to talk about Hunter Thieves, try and include what your actual opinion is so I know what you want. Uh, And then if we like your topic, we'll pull you into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn to come on. Uh, There, I'll do a quick mic check, and assuming everything's good to go, you'll be on air talking with us. Yep.
0: All right. Uh, While Mark is grabbing folks, I want to give a couple shout-outs to some people who subbed. Thank you, everyone uh, who is subbing. We're trying to keep the sub subs active on this channel uh, Case Blinn Slient robot Russ HRyu for 21 months holy crap I think that's getting up there. he might he or she might be the the highest sub Jade Church is clutch thank you for the eight months Soju ninja for one year. Schleppard for 16 Gucci maybe for eight Cygnus X4 for six months brawler Yukon nine months in a row best Evan a. To heal for 13 months, the Nuko, 111 hit streak. Jesse, formerly of Blizzard, now officially I'm gonna add joining. I'm going to the
1: waiting room, even though I don't think I've seen him post, but he's yeah. in here, so I assume that means he, he wants to talk.
0: Zing Blob, thank you for the prime. E46 Koi for the seven months in a row. King David 5610 for the two months, and Blackout 3000, nine months. Sub thank you everyone for the subs. If you are a sub, by the way, Um, be sure to sync with discord. It gives you access to the subtopics chat where you can put your topic in there. It moves a little slower. So it might be, uh, worth it, worth it to do that. Uh, either way, I'm in a great mood, Mark. Why are you in a great mood? I just thought my birthday party was really fun. You were there. Did you enjoy it? That's true.
1: It was, yeah, it it was cool.
0: And you know, when Mark says something's cool, that it's amazing because he loves to just trash on everything um twitch chat I'm sorry I sent all of you invites um so if they you didn't get them you might want to check your spam folder um, but you were all invited to the birthday party and I'm curious what you got me um, because you were invited and if you didn't intend it means that you probably should get me a twitch sub or sub to my channel because you know what are you doing otherwise come on
1: Okay, alright, well Some of the
0: best topics right now, but we'll start it out Corey Lulu was at my birthday party Actually, this is a true story I invited him and he showed up Hit Street gifted 5 subs to the channel See, that's how you get on the show He's gonna be on the show later because he gifted And then Steheel immediately gifted 5 subs Let's go 10 subs, Senpai please, thank you for the 6 months uh, You know Jordan. what's weird,
1: Travis? Yeah When I move channels, I still hear you saying shit
0: oh yeah because Because, of the skype that's funny yeah okay i I can't talk shit on mark anymore whenever he leaves the channel
1: well i I mean i'd rather that than just hearing subs right into my ears as i'm trying to mic check uh, red Whaler.
0: abusive (laughs) thank you for the 12 months look i can i could read subs right now while you're trying to talk let's let's we got our first uh caller on red whaler where are you calling from
2: i'm calling from st louis missouri
0: st louis missouri did uh we meet uh when i visited
2: no i tried to find you i couldn't make it to the hotline league so
0: okay well then you know we kind of got what you deserved what do you want to talk about on the show ouch
2: Ouch. uh i (laughs) wanted to talk about my opinions on echo fox and how they're going to do in the summer split
0: okay i'm excited go for it
2: so uh my general thesis i guess is uh i actually think echo fox is in a really good position to be a top 14 for summer thanks to the um, meta shifts that MSI kind of hinted that we might be seeing, as well as the, I, personally, I think, underrated solo lanes and jungle potential, as well as um, their overall team balance, I think, is very similar to uh, Invictus in some ways. And although Invictus kind of let us down at MSI, I think they generally still have a very strong meta read. So I think Echo Fox is similar in those ways.
0: They finished... Did they finish six last split?
2: They finished six, yeah. They yeah, lost yeah. Uh, 3 1 to TSM right. in the first round of.
0: Um, well, so you think, and you, where do you, sorry, one more time, where do you think they'll finish?
2: Uh, I think, I think they're in the best position to make it top four and probably beat out FlyQuest. Uh, I'm kind of on the same train as everybody else in that I think it's really hard to break into the top three at the moment, but I do think as well that, um, you know, Echo Fox beat Team Liquid at the end of. Last split and, and Cloud9 actually, so there's some outside chance they even break into the top three. Uh, although you know that's that's really hard to predict. Top three is pretty solid.
0: Well, what do you think? Because uh, you you want to see them knock down FlyQuest in this scenario, but FlyQuest might have got an upgrade with Wadid.
2: True. Um, I generally just think so. Yeah, I do think FlyQuest is the one team that they have the they're most likely to beat, and the reasons why are basically that. And I, so this is kind of uh, funny. I was, when I was sort of preparing this topic, I was also watching your Rush interview that re- you released earlier today. And yeah. he talked a little bit about, uh, you know, what's coming up in the summer. Uh, it didn't give me the most confidence because it did kind of run counter to the arguments that I was going to make, which is that like some of the MSI meta will carry over and, uh, you know, things will be more fast, aggressive, early skir- skirmishes will determine more of the games, which I think Rush is, you know shown that he has the pet- potential to be one of the best at in a meta like that uh as well as phoenix but i'm going to that a-, a little bit later so i think if they're to be FlyQuest, i think phoenix has to perform more consistently because i think when he performs at his best he is better than poe belter i think rush has to and this is why i brought up the interview i think he i think i want echo fox to be Playing him on more early game aggressive junglers like Camille, like Lee Sin, like junglers we know he's good at, that can impact the games early, get Solo snowballing and get Phoenix snowballing. Because I think Solo showed us a little bit last split that he can carry or, you know, snowball effectively if he's put on champions like Akali and there wasn't a lot of Silas play there, but as well as Phoenix. um, So that's, I think in those ways, they can kind of tackle FlyQuest. I think they have a higher ceiling than FlyQuest um, and the meta actually suits them a bit better.
0: Uh, Mark, a lot of people in Twitch chat are skeptical of this take. I am curious what your impressions are.
1: Throw me in with Twitch chat. Okay. Uh, I think the, the thing that's actually more skeptical to me than, than top four is comparing them to IG, because I don't think that that's a great comparison. I mean, I understand some of what you're saying, like Phoenix is relatively feast or famine. Yeah. Um, Rush is more early game oriented, but I don't think Solo really falls into that. I think Solo has been improving over time and, and he's like, for the first split that he came in, a lot of people were like, ha, Solo? Why'd you get him? But now, I think mean, he's pretty good. Um, but he's he's never been like you know, we, people talk about strong side players. Like, he's never been a strong side player where, like, you're ganking for his lane, he's getting a lead and jamming it down your throat. He's on, like, Gnar and GP and kind of just absorbing pressure. Uh, and then they, they actually more often than not play around their bot lane. So I don't think, you know, like, I don't see the comparison between the Shy and, and Solo at all. I don't even see the connection between Jackie Love, Bao Lan, and, and Apollo and Hakuho. Because they're actually a lot more stable, where sometimes Batland and Jackie Love like go crazy. Yeah, I think I actually don't think Echo like I think the mid jungle comparison, like I was saying, I can see it a little bit. But what makes IG unique is like that's how every single lane is, and I don't think the other two, the side lanes, are like that. So I can kind of agree that Echo Fox might have a better summer split. I can see that. I I personally don't think they will, but like I I think the IG comparison doesn't work for me.
2: So. I think what I'll say about the IG comparison is I I definitely agree that so I mean comparing Solo and the shy is like that's a huge stretch to make I get that although I would say that the shy at the moment by might be a little overrated because of his MSI performance but he's clearly you know an amazing player one of the best in the world and Solo is doesn't have the um, pedigree to compete with that I, I do think though the comparison that I wanted to make with IG was almost more in the team balance perspective which is that I think they have a very inconsistent mid laner and jungler and a very consistent bot lane and top lane, which I think we've seen how teams that have three resource heavy lanes can be very hard to control. And I think the fact that Apollo and Hakuho are as solid as they are, and Solo has shown the ability, he can absorb pressure. I'd like to see him be put on carries more just because I think that's what the meta favors. Um, That's sort of up to Echo Fox, uh, you know, support staff to determine whether or not that's the best thing that they can do. I think he showed a little bit of it at playoffs but generally what i think is i think the they do play to the bot side more than invictus does and i i almost think they shouldn't do that even though that is how they had some of their success in the uh latter half of the spring split but generally what i would say is the the comparison the comparison to invictus only goes as far as um like very strong early game jungler uh very uh The ability to carry through mid and to some degree the ability to carry through top lane although like i said it only shows in like these one or two playoff games that we saw from solo there at the end and then a consistent enough bot lane that doesn't actually need to be too resource heavy Um, otherwise it would take resources away from the other two lanes
1: i mean i kind of hear what you're saying about like play style in terms of jungler allocation but like I mean, for IG, what what really stands out to me more so than jungler proximity stats is, like, champ pool and kills per minute and dives and stuff, and that's not at all what Echo Fox is most known for, um, so I don't know, I agree to disagree, I guess.
0: I Yeah, I just see, I, I kind of hear what you're saying, but I also just feel like it's going to be hard with FlyQuest making an upgrade, like, just thinking about the structure of LCS, like, I think 100T has a real chance to bounce back. Um, they do have good players, and I do think that you know some people are skeptical of Saligo, um, but there's a chance that we see them enter the playoff race, which I think could make it harder for a team like Echo Fox to move up in the rankings. Um, I think FlyQuest made the upgrade. I think Golden Guardians is still really solid, and I don't see any, any new it's not like they downgraded their roster or anything so i just feel like there are a lot of other factors at play that could prevent echo fox from going where you expect them to go even though mark is wearing their shirt today
2: yeah notice that
0: yeah either way thanks so much for the call anything you want to say on the way out
2: uh no i love the show uh sad i didn't get to see you in st louis maybe i'll see you some other time yes. but otherwise keep it up
0: yeah, thank you so much have a good one you too On to the next caller. I want to give a quick shout out to Senpai Please for six months. Siege Heat for two. Milan Squirrel for 14 months. And Pizza Rat, 87 for four months. How come Mark is wearing a hat the week after you and Kelby make fun of his new haircut. I don't know. I think it's because he got the hat. He can hear me right now, so it's very awkward. I'm going to whisper so he doesn't have to talk over me. The biggest... I heard
1: that. People think I'm making fun of my hair. I don't give a fuck.
0: <laughs> the biggest cow just is here. I wore hear. it
1: because I was going to wear it for day drinking when I go up.
0: Great. Fantastic. Biggest cow. Where are you calling from?
3: I'm calling from New Jersey. New Jersey? Yes.
0: All right. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight?
3: Uh, I believe at 100 Thieves So improve but not as much as I want to i think they only place fourth or fifth not making it the worlds
0: i mean from last place to fourth or fifth is still really good i i can't i feel like this is not the hottest of takes if you're like hundred thieves won't make worlds but they might get fourth or fifth
1: well i I think even that could be a hot take they're the 10th place team and they made like you know not great moves yeah yeah yeah. like i think think amazing
0: that's what I mean. Like, I think that's the hot take. But if if the crux of it is they're not going to make worlds, I don't see that being as big.
3: Well, I just watched. I watched the the news episode of Heist Day, and like the first thing uh, Nate Chat said, he was like, "I'm excited to make worlds." This, this split, ah. and, like he was just really pumped to like make uh, like make worlds, but like they honestly haven't a shot. I feel like I feel like third, first, and third are like on lock with TSM, Cloud9, Team Liquid.
0: Yeah. So they start off the heist with him saying, "We're gonna make worlds."
3: Yeah. Well,
0: what else? Mark, you say? It's a, Mark, it's a good thing you took the hat off. Is what I, I, I think I'm gonna say right now. It's coming back on. Yeah. Uh, so, please, please just uh, give us the synopsis of the heist. That's what the next 20 minutes will be. Uh,
3: well, so I believe that. Uh, well, that was basically it. They just talked uh, a heist. They just talked about uh, how they make, how they believe they'll make worlds, and how new changes are coming. Uh, But with, I think they'll easily be able to beat CLG, like Optic, all the low tier teams. But with Echo Fox and FlyQuest, like, they'll be, like, the biggest challenge. But I think with Amazing, he'll actually be able to have, like, top lane or bot lane win, which is just good enough to honestly beat flyquest Echo Fox, in my opinion.
0: So, Mark, uh, uh-huh. the interview I did with Demonte, he said he felt like 100 made side grades. Um, and it, I think he referenced he and he he expressed concern that he likes Soligo and that he had worked with Soligo in scouting grounds, but he felt like this was not this was too soon for him to move up to the LCS side. And all he expressed concern that it might be bad for Soligo's career, right? If he comes in doesn't look good, and doesn't, yeah, he, he might wash out. So it is kind of weird to hear um, the take that like this is now going to be a world's caliber team, especially because we don't know. I mean, hundred T would know more than us, I think. But it did feel like the formula. What was was what uh, the formula was? What was wrong last split? Not necessarily a single player or two players, even. So, right. Well, that's
1: why I want to ask Twitch chat right now. Do people feel like tenth place hundred thieves was them living up to their potential? You know, is is the general opinion of the populace that like? Hundred Thieves was tenth place. They should have. They deserve tenth place based off the player skills. For the most part, it's unanimous no. Changing out twenty percent of your roster, Travis, is a pretty good amount. That's forty so percent. Wait, twenty percent is forty percent. If they change out two players, it's forty oh, yeah. percent of a roster. Yeah, Robert.
0: you said they change. It. never. Mind.
1: I don't know what I said, but now I'm going well, to. Tell I, tell I you understand what, I said what you're was. saying. They almost changed the majority of their roster. So if the problem was synergy and not player skill side grades can theoretically unlock their potential.
0: That's true. So like, I'm not saying it it can't happen. I'm just saying the, like, look, if we were in a situation where we were saying, wow, they were really held back by their jungler. That was the issue. They were great team, but they got six because their jungler was ending every game, then, you know, okay, this team, perhaps now that they've solved that problem, they can make it to worlds. Are
1: you um, asking if I think they're going to make it to Worlds? Because neither the caller or I think that.
0: I, I'm just. Nate Shot thinks it. That. That's what I was referencing.
1: Nate Shot's in a video for his team hyping them up. He might not even think that. You don't know what he thinks. <laughs> Get him in a dark corner and ask him what he thinks. <laughs> Get him liquored up and ask him what he thinks.
0: Well, I invited him to my birthday party, but he didn't show up. So He was too busy people, people getting think, the number true. In fact, I invited. A lot of people from 100 Thieves. None of them showed up. John They were Robinson. too busy
1: getting number two on trending on YouTube for announcing Courage JD. Gabe, Gabe didn't show up.
0: Jackson didn't did show up. shot didn't show God up. I swear to God I saw J- Gabe there. No, Gabe did not show up. My former roommate. So really people should be asking themselves is there a hotline league beef with 100 Thieves or... Wait, probably was there wasn't he? Oh yeah, probably was there. But he doesn't count. He doesn't count at all. So Or, or is it a... a hundred thieves beef with hotline League because maybe they're the ones that have the beef with me.
1: I think they just have beef with you. I think we're cool. They sent me free shit they, I invited shit them,
0: them I invited them to my party and they didn't show up. It's not that they invited me to their party and I didn't show up. So
1: But but did you get the the merch? Did you get the some of the merch drop that came out?
0: Uh no. I did well, not.
1: See, yeah, maybe they, maybe they do. By the
0: way, you're not supposed to call it merch. I've been corrected. It's a, they don't, they don't make merch. They make apparel. This is what they've told me.
1: I'm too dumb. Merch drop. <laughs> um, back on topic. I think that uh, side grades are potentially fine. Um, will it get them to worlds? Probably not. Like like uh, the caller was saying. I think TSM, Tl, and C9 kind of feel like they have a lock on it. And the only reason they wouldn't make worlds between those three is... Mark, you're obsessed
0: with worlds, all right? The Caller, me, and Hunter T, we don't... None of us are thinking they're making worlds, okay? What I want to know is can they make fourth (laughs) or fifth? Which is what Biggest Cow thinks they can do.
1: I fucking hate you, dude. (laughs) I think they could make fifth. Fourth feels like a push. I think FlyQuest has shown to be a very well-balanced team, I don't think JJ was a massive problem, but Wade's probably better, and so they they probably got better. Um, You know, I think we're talking about, is Echo Fox gonna hold onto the sixth spot? Is CLG better with Ruin? You know, I don't think anyone made bad moves where they like blew up their roster or something. So, you know, I don't think the league is inherently gonna be easier this split. I think no one thinks 100 Thieves was the 10th place team in the split. You know, even Clutch bringing in Cody Sun for Piglet, I think is probably the right move. Yeah. Um,
0: Well, I'll tell you, we had these two callers, right? I will say, I think it's more likely that 100T makes 5th or 4th than that Echo Fox makes 4th. Bold prediction, Travis. Do you disagree? Do you think it's more likely Echo Fox hits 4th?
1: I would have agreed on paper, but not after Echo... uh, Excuse me, 100 Thieves got 10th last split. Mm. I think if you asked me blind... I'd be like, oh yeah, Hundred Thieves is better for sure, dude. Yeah. But they seem to not gel or whatever. Happened but they the last changed forty
0: percent of their roster, Mark.
1: I'm saying I, I, I believe. Oh, okay. I'm a dreamer.
0: So you believe in Hundred Thieves making? Yeah, I flip. believe Hundred
1: Thieves will will outplace Echo Fox this split. Okay. I would bet on that.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, is that does that cover your time? I'm making best between my my teams. Yeah, well, you're not, you're there's no bet. Biggest Cow, does that cover what you were wanting to talk about?
3: Yeah, I just I just thought that they had to make two changes, which was mid and jungle. They made one, which is good enough. So I think this is really going to see like, what they're capable of this season.
0: Yeah, I mean, they kind of two. They. They kinda made two. They kind of made two because they will theoretically be playing the split with Soligo, whereas they only played part of the split with him previously.
3: Yeah, and... but uh, I think like Soligo is going to be a wash, honestly.
1: I mean, so Soligo, in the games that we saw him, had really low 4 percentage, pretty bad CSD, seemed like he was outclassed by most mid laners, but he was never like 0-10 or something. Like, you know, he was always relevant and could follow up on plays, and it's really hard to pick up a lot of wins when your mid laner is always down pressure, so I don't want to undersell how important it is to have a mid laner who can win his winning matchups or whatever, so maybe Soligo's just a dumpster fire. But if bot and top step up as the Korean import rolls and lanes and amazing is a, I think a better jungle than Ananda uh, hopefully Soligo can just hold on mid. Who
0: yeah. knows? Yep. Thanks so much for your call Biggest Cal.
3: You're welcome. Yep. All
0: right, Before we grab the next caller I wanted to take a quick break here to discuss...
1: Whoa! It's going to leave my man Jesse Hitchstreak in the waiting room for your Alienware plug?
0: Yes. Because while Jesse gifted me subs a short time ago, (laughs) you and I are both making far more money this episode because of our generous sponsor, Alienware. But you know what? It's not all about the money, people, all right? A lot of people will say that, you know, the tabloids, the magazines, they all claim that I only care about the money, but I actually care about the support and the support that Alienware has shown the League of Legends community Phenomenal, not just in sponsoring my content, but also in the stuff that they're doing with Riot, the stuff they're doing with Team Liquid. Uh, after this stream, I'm going to play League of Legends because they're doing a League of Legends, like Twitch showdown bounty thing. And I, it's, I'm going to be doing that. I believe it's called the Alienware Community Showdown. So I'm going to be doing that. They're just really committed to League of Legends fans. and I'd love to see you guys really commit to them. By the way, it's a little teaser. I don't know how much they're going to be talking about it before... Uh, E3, but they did announce it last night at Computex. If you like the Alienware Area 51, and you like the look of it with their new Legend design, which they announced at CES, you guys might've seen, I posted some pictures of it about a month and a half ago. Really great looking computer. Well, now that look is coming to their M15 and M17 computers. If you go search for it right now, you can see several different uh, outlets covered the big announcement last night. Really fantastic, beautiful looking uh, pieces of hardware uh, that they are are gonna go on sale very shortly. You can check that stuff out. Um, and by the way, if you want this, I believe this promo code will work on it uh, by the time the that stuff comes out and is available for order. Travis 10 off, yeah, with the number 10, uh, one zero. Travis one zero off that promo code, all one word. That will get you 10% off your Alienware order. And if you do, you want to do me a favor, please, so that they know that you're coming from Hotline League because you know they they know you're supporting me, that maybe you're even a European person who now loves the show because I've said the right things. Alienware.com slash Travis, Dell.com slash Travis, either of those links work. I'll put them in the, uh, in the chat right now. And also, if you're listening to YouTube or you're watching this on YouTube, you can check out the description there. Uh, but they are quite good, uh, good stuff. Thank you everyone for uh, this and by the way, Twitch chat. In the past, you've been very supportive of these breaks. I see a couple people joking about adblock. Please be nice, all right? We wouldn't we wouldn't be doing the show if it wasn't for them. Do you have adblock on right now, Travis? No. Also, Twitch, I think over overcame that uh, because now, like all the Riot computers that I previously think had adblock, so that the like at the studio now those ads all roll. So I think it's oh uh. yeah. Anyway, thank you so much. Ten uh, percent off, Travis. Ten off. Very much appreciated. All right. Um, um, on to the next caller. All
1: right. I want All right.
0: I thought Mark was about to say something, and then he left. Okay. Uh, thank you to Dan. Syke. Another,
1: another caller. Caller.
0: What was that? That was really weird. I don't know what just happened. Thank you to Dan Syke for the three months, Project Cream Pie for 14 months in a row. Let's thank Alienware for feeding Travis. You feel me nice. to uh, your one sub and C9 and Dandy for the two months. Very generous Hello. of you. Hello, welcome back.
4: I, Hello. I have brought someone.
0: We have Hitstreak on the show. Hitstreak, where are you calling from?
4: Uh, I'm calling from lovely Irvine, California.
0: Nice. Well, which you will not be in soon.
4: No, I will. Uh, I'm departing probably around like the 14th or 15th of uh, of June to return to uh, my roots of the uh, San Francisco Bay Area.
0: Yeah. Well, do you want to uh, introduce yourself or explain your background for those that are unfamiliar before we, we chat about whatever you want to chat about? Sure.
4: Um, I, I mean, I didn't really have an agenda here. I just wanted to kind of hang out with you guys. But um, so thanks for having me. Uh, but yeah, um so I'm uh, Jesse Lawrence. I uh, have been in esports for a while. I was working at Riot for um, on the LCS for uh, kind of social media stuff. Uh, did the same thing at Twitch. Uh, launched the Overwatch League social channels along with Kyle O'Connor, who is now kind of doing his own thing. Um, and uh, I'll be making a move shortly um, to join another company up in the Bay Area.
0: You could announce it on the show right now.
4: No, I'm not quite ready yet.
0: I mean, because think about, like, you, I would be giving you a great platform. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, yeah, not quite ready yet, but thanks. Yeah. Well, either way, thank you. Uh, so yeah. what, uh, what has been on your mind? Do you have any opinions on the stuff we've talked about so far?
4: Well, first of all, uh, I want to apologize for not making it to your uh, to your birthday thing. Um, uh, understandable. We were we were up in the bay. we were up in the bay looking for places, but uh everything that I saw on social media looks like you had a great time without me. So I I but uh, I appreciate hey, you the missed invite. Out. So,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: Well, thank over. you. I'm sorry you couldn't um, make it, but uh, you did miss out. So I you, you Travis feel was going to hold yourself. that
1: grudge until you apologized. <laughs> somebody told me somebody told me that
0: there was a conversations happening at the party where certain people had said I'm only here because I feel like Travis will be really angry if I don't attend.
1: Yeah, I had one of those conversations. Wow. Was that I had you, one Mark? one of those conversations. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which there are other ones,
4: but I definitely had that. Oh, no. Yeah, I... Uh, asked
1: me on Facebook like four different times like, are you coming to my party? You coming to my party?
4: I, I had to have, come. Travis, Travis, do you feel like your influence is so strong that you actually can hold something like that against people?
0: Uh, I just, I mean, I feel, I would feel bad for somebody not attending. You apparently had a decent <laughs> yeah, a decent excuse, but I, 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 you know, if Mark was just like, I'm going to hang out with the cat at home, you know, I, I just, it's for <laughs> his benefit that he attends.
4: Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't concerned at all, but Okay. Uh, I get it. Well, um, but yeah, to, to kind of talk on, I, I actually was really interested in um, in the pro view that, uh, that the LCS announced, uh, what was it, last week? Is that right? Do I have my timeline right? Uh, it was like,
0: I uh, um, mean, yeah, last week, a couple days, several days ago, maybe on like uh, yeah. Thursday or Friday, I think, Friday.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's super interesting because it, it's, um, I feel like Overwatch League, for everything that people say about it, like. I think that they actually really took a big chance in monetizing the stream and kind of opened the door for something like this to finally exist. Now, whether anybody will give them credit for that, or whether you know, like the LCS has probably you know been working on this forever, but anyways, um, I think it's really interesting because they like they're priced very similarly, but what you get out of it is very different, um, because you you actually get additional content like directly in game for Using the Overwatch League model, whereas here it's specifically about offering just the views, right? Like so the I'm not entirely
0: the- familiar with the the Overwatch League product. Is it kind of sure. like if you took Team Pass and Fan Pass and combine or and combine them with Pro View? So the TLDR is that you get
4: you get the different angles from the players themselves. Um, you get to you get to control the the stream, um, but then you also get. So you get basically like $10 worth of RP. Um, it's like the, the coins right, in, in Overwatch, uh, specifically so you can buy Overwatch League-related skins. Um, and then you get a separate chat channel, which is typically a lot fewer people. It doesn't go by as, uh, as quick, um, and it's, uh, it's moderated a little bit differently. Um, and then you get the opportunity to participate in like Q and A's with the with the pros after the matches. So oh, that's, that's pretty cool. kind of the bundle. Yeah, so that's that's the the bundle um, that Overwatch League offers. Whereas, like I said, I don't think League is offering anything like that, right?
0: Yeah, how much does that, is it also $15?
4: Yeah, it's 15 bucks, yep. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is definitely, uh, I mean, the fact that you, if it's $10 of in-game currency, right, assuming you're gonna spend the $10 anyway, you're already in a way better position um, because then you're already spend, you're spending five dollars for not just the pro view, but also the extra stuff as well.
4: And Jin, Jin and Chad is absolutely correct. that there's also exclusive emotes that you oh. get uh, on, on Twitch as well. So there's um, that the offering last last season was a lot different in that um, they didn't have the the different camera angles, the, the, the amount of control they didn't have that tech in. So the offering last season was a lot different. It was a lot more about the in-game content. So they offered like a number of skins along the way that you can unlock for watching specific, excuse me, um, specific amounts of content. But yeah, that's uh, th- this year. It's it's all about like the actual the the viewing experience.
0: Hmm. Trying to think if there's think any... I... go ahead, Mark.
4: I was gonna say the the idea of like a
1: separate chat room that is more serious is something that I think the people who are paying for this already are very interested in. So. I don't know if the the stream thing that the league fans are getting from a certain perspective has that, but like that sounds super cool. The idea that like you could follow a top laner along with a bunch of people who are presumably top laners talking in a chat about what they're seeing. Uh, I, I imagine that'd be really cool, and I I really hope that that exists with this like. And we should say thing.
0: one thing. I don't, Jesse, tell me if they have this because one of the major features that I think is pretty cool is you can sync your viewing experience with other people who have ProView to make sure you're all at the exact, like, second or whatever. I know that's one of the sell- selling points for the ProView stuff. Do you know if the Overwatch League stuff has that? Uh, I, I don't believe so. Um, okay.
4: I've been a little disconnected this uh, this season, um, but, uh, but, yeah, I don't believe it has that. And just to correct, uh, not to correct you, Mark, but um, the... Okay the separate the separate room there there's only one there's not one for each camera uh, view, so so like there's not one for top laner or adc etc that that doesn't exist in Overwatch. i mean if, if you it's want
0: a just... slower chat that doesn't have as much going on in it just go to the youtube stream or LCS. <laughs> yeah
1: but it's still like a bunch of uh dummies type well keyboard. i mean the, like... the
0: i think the difference with a 15 dollar chat room would just be it's a bunch of dummies who played paid 15 dollars to get there right
1: i mean the Intelligence might not change but hopefully the message quality goes up. Yeah. Well,
4: yeah, I mean you have more to lose if you get banned Right that that's that's the TLDR, right? It, is you have mm-hmm. more to lose if, if you get banned for that channel like it kind of sucks Yeah, um, so people are on much better behavior there. I Yes, yeah, I sure, think there are so many chat.
0: things that they could do to improve the ProView stuff uh, Mark do we have another ProView Conversation in the can
4: um, we
1: have someone else calling in just in general about Riot monetization Monetization. okay
0: well then i have a specific point i think um like there's really easy ways to make the pro view stuff even more appetizing like hey look we're gonna have this um really well-known top laner who's gonna be talking about the top lane stream throughout the day or we're gonna have i don't know yeah like you will let people commentate over the top of it or like there's a lot of really easy wins there and I hope that they end up taking it. I, I mean, hopefully they've just announced it and then they're planning all this stuff later on. But um, that I think would go a long way to making it feel like a more premium experience. But I mean, to Jesse's point, it does seem like it's it's not as great as the the comparison or uh, to Overwatch League. I also think like part of me feels as though I'm a little torn on this because part of me feels as though hey, 15 bucks, if people spend it, that's great. On the other hand, I oftentimes think about these kind of digital subscription services. And I oftentimes feel like you just need to make them so compelling that like everyone wants to buy it because you mm-hmm. get so much right. value. I think that's like the Netflix and no brainer. I feel like that's the Netflix and Spotify model. Like people get Netflix cause it's like, wait, I just pay this much money and I get like all this content. That's such a no brainer. Um. Yeah. And they'll leave the subscription active even if they don't watch Netflix for a while. Whereas I feel like HBO Go people cancel as soon as Game of Thrones is done. Same thing with Spotify. I know not everybody has like the premium stuff, but like for anywhere between five to ten bucks a month, you can get really great value out of the Spotify stuff. Yeah, Yeah, I
4: think you know Riot as well as I do in that um, they're constantly iterating on stuff. I imagine if the feedback is that, hey, there's not enough value here. I think there's a direct one-to-one comparison between them and Overwatch League that they can look at and say okay what do we really like about you know the Overwatch League product or other products that are out there that are similar that we could pull over without much lift without much you know engineering uh, that needs to go into it that can add some value for fans. Yeah. Um, so it's it's just a matter of time until they get there. I think I think there's been enough anticipation over the years that the LCS has been going that people are excited about this just at face value. Mark was absolutely right. Content creators are probably salivating and having these exclusive views to specific players that they can create content on. Um and just go from there. But yeah, I think I think it'll be fine from the get-go, but they'll they'll take feedback and, and they'll iterate on it.
1: Travis, do you know if the um uh, like, what happens after? Like, is there a VOD that you only have access to if you pay, or, like, are the yeah, VODs... Yeah, I
0: believe games? you get access to the VOD. Let me go back and... I, to be honest, I was doing interviews that day, so I skimmed the... Yeah, um, fucking... The half, press release? It. I actually didn't even get the press release. That's part of the problem. Right?
1: Well, because you're not press, you're a content creator. That's
0: true. I'm just... They give it to the real people. The New um, York Times.
1: Because I was going to say, one of the things I hope they allow is content creators to, okay. in like, in a fair use type way, use these vods. Like, obviously, you can't just fucking put up a thirty-minute. All pro view
0: features will avail- be available on vods as well as during live games. Yeah, I okay. think like it would be fun to be able to watch Loco Doco look at like one of the vods on stream and skip around in it. Obviously, he's not gonna. You don't want him to be able to go through the entire time. I'm kind of surprised that they haven't provided more insight into what. Usage, um, I mean, I, I think this would be valuable for like the Twitch partner program or whatever to sort of issue some feedback on What you're allowed to do with this stuff and where like the line is because I'm sure a lot of people will want to dive into it and Twitch quite frankly oftentimes people on Twitch are Pretty blatant about just watching a video and reacting
1: Artifact channel <laughs> God have you seen that stuff travis
0: yes i have uh twitch issued a statement about that by the way oh did they yeah they tweeted yeah. and said it was through they thought it. they said it's automated services it's not um they were claiming it's not like a, a conspiracy among people to do that at least that's the limited thing i, I took from the twitch they're saying like it's,
4: they, it's bots doing it they uh, so they they part of their um enforcement of their their rules now is that um, they're not allowing brand new accounts to stream to that directory anymore in an effort (laughs) to stop that behavior going forward. Um, Our investigations
0: uncovered that the majority of accounts that shared and viewed the content were automated. As an aside, people people have no idea what we're talking about. We're referencing this funny thing where like people were using the artifact directory because the joke is nobody streams or does anything with artifact. I don't know if it was,
4: I, I don't know if all of it was funny though because there was some pretty Terrible yeah. content being yeah. streamed in there too. Yeah. So, um, but yes, for the most part, it was it was just ridiculous, like anime and stuff like that.
5: Yeah.
4: But um,
0: you know, anyway, back note, on topic.
1: Well, not quite yeah. too far on topic. I was gonna say, there's a guy, Clint Stevens, who's like a speedrunner, and some someone I guess made a bot that re- made a new account for each VOD in his like directory, and then started streaming all his VODs on separate channels, and he, he just had <laughs> like this entire I forget what game it was. It was some random game. Uh, God, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's probably a good change to have in general. Like newly created accounts can only. Mm-hmm. I don't but know how they're going to. Back to
0: League of Legends here. and Proview. Uh, what do you, uh, did you have a chance to look at the fan pass and team pass stuff, Jesse? Uh, yeah,
4: I was as I was uh, hanging out in the waiting room. I was I was looking through that. Um, I think this is great. I think like you know, more monetization is always good. Um, I don't see any downside to that. Um, I don't know. I think like, it's better than just icons. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, which has previously been all you can do unless your team wins worlds, right? So, I think uh, I think this is a great opportunity for fans to kind of show their love for the, for their teams and and Riot now has a lot more levers with the emotes um, that they can pull for for stuff like this. So it's really exciting. So
0: fan pass cool. will be available in the store for 980 rp and you'll be able to earn icons an yep. emote award skin and a chroma for dragon slayer brahm as well as blue essence key fragments and two work chests i think that's cool uh like one of the things you get is a ward uh skin that has like it's like a based off of this picture it's like the foam hand uh mm-hmm. with the team yep. logo on it uh that's pretty cool i would like i mean as always i'd like to see more i think you look at some of the other games that's... out there and see what they're doing it's awesome but uh, this is pretty cool. And for 980 RP, that's not, that's not that bad.
4: Yeah, that's, that's good value. That's really yep. solid value. Yep. So, yeah, I mean that combined with the, you know, I guess that's, that's actually a pretty good way of doing it where, okay, I'm not going to watch, you know, all my players. I kind of want to watch the broadcast broadcast as it is. I don't care about having the control. So I'll punt on, you know, the pro view, but give me that, that team pass. Yeah, you know, let me let me rep my team in game, which is yeah, the, where they want to drive people anyways.
0: Team pass seems uh, fairly worth it. Um, I think it'd be nice if it wasn't just you know you had other options than Chroma for Dragon Slayer Braum because that seems oddly specific. But what would uh, you want? I don't. I think I'd love to see more team branded skins. Okay. I think that's really cool. I realize it's a lot of work on the Riot side, but other games have been able to make this happen. And Mm -hmm. I think even if it's like just a team, like a Chroma, I mean, look at Overwatch, we make fun of them a lot, but like, it is pretty sweet that there's like skins for home and away for every team. Now, obviously Mm -hmm. there's a lot less teams in Overwatch League than there are globally competing in all the different leagues for Riot, but- Maybe it's limited, maybe in North America, you only get the skin, you can only get access to the skins for the LCS teams or something like that.
4: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I, I've never designed a single thing. So I, and yeah, I wouldn't want to, you know, imagine what, what amount of work goes into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're drying, drying up a, a blue sky idea, absolutely. That's where you want to start. Right. Yeah. So I imagine that's probably where they started and they came down to, okay, this is going to give us good bang for the buck while also not killing all of our designers to give, you know, every single team.
0: And by the way, I'm not saying they do this for every single champion, but I think they pick like one of the sure. most popular, like an Ash. <laughs> right, right. An Ash yeah. or something like that, like a very yeah. widely used champion that's incredibly accessible. And you make okay. one skin that has like chromas for uh, each of the different uh teams i think it'd be even if it's just colors even maybe it's not the logo maybe it's just colors or something like that i think golden guardians ash could look really cool for instance um yeah
4: yeah i think that's fair um but yeah i mean i i still feel like this is a much better step than just having the icons which is what we've had those since season three i think halfway through season three we started getting those icons that you could buy and like clearly people you know we're not all that invested in those yeah. so this is a this I is a good next step can't
0: imagine they generated very much revenue either <laughs>
4: didn't didn't someone come out and talk about it they said like they got
1: like twenty thousand or something for a year or something yeah. like that
0: yeah somebody mm-hmm. talked about it i mean i don't know the full how how i mean I've, i it was a long time ago so
4: season three that's good money Right. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Season
1: I don't three, know if it was season three. I, just, I think right. it might have been season four or season five Yeah, like okay are getting official
4: Okay, that's, yeah. that's a little know. different, but still um, I don't know
1: it wasn't uh, it maybe. wasn't Marn in a in a random house days <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair
0: um, Trying to think of is there, I mean is there anything else we should be talking to Jesse about while he's on the well call? There's,
1: there's this other guy. Do you want me to grab him and maybe have Jesse stay around? It's another
0: sure monetization ish talk yeah I'll hang up. cool um really quickly while waiting, uh let's see it looks like launders thank you launders he was at my birthday party sunday night unlike some people uh, happy birthday big trev thank you surge 2009 gifted a sub to jackster 544 and hello huang with twitch prime awesome to uh get some support from you guys let's talk about hotline league monetization uh, Lego Maegos has joined the stream. Lego Maegos, where are you calling from?
6: I'm calling from Raleigh, North Carolina.
0: Raleigh, North Carolina. I feel like we get a decent amount of North Carolina callers. Have you called in before?
6: I have no. not. I've posted a couple questions. It's been a long time.
0: Well, thank you uh, for calling in. Yeah. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight?
6: All right. So it, it plays off this as well. I think it was interesting hearing about Overwatch's uh, process uh, compared to League's, but I think that Riot's prioritizing the wrong monetizable side products too soon. Uh, Team Pass is fine, but I think the potential for like profit, audience growth, and, you know, the experience or participation would benefit more from properly implemented Fantasy League. Uh, it was there before. It was A rework was promised and definitely needed. Uh, and it was promised by Summer. No news there, but as a big gambler and, and fantasy sports nut, I feel like ProView, you know, that experience enhances the opportunities for tools like fantasy LCS or LCS stock market or a more so than it works as a standalone product.
0: Um, well, I am going to tweet out right now because I'm very curious about this. Um, what what people care more about. Uh, Fantasy LCS or ProView. So I, I just tweeted that out on my Twitter. Because I, I get the feeling that LC, Fantasy LCS probably had a very low usage. Um, that is my well, guess. Well, I'm I think the they're...
1: first vote, and I voted Fantasy LCS, and it's
6: 100%. Okay,
0: well. <laughs> uh, I guess C-0 my argument
6: there would just be, you know, how much of that was because it was such a un- not a fully fledged application, that it was just garbage. And how much of it was that people just don't want to play Fantasy LCO. Well
1: them. and and to be fair, the first season when it was like, Oh, this is new and like a first pass at fantasy, people were pretty hyped about it. I remember seeing yeah, they were. Yeah. I remember Reddit comments and, and people talking about it and every everybody was in on it. Everyone had like their league yeah um, I, and I, then over yeah. time I mean,
4: never... even the players even the players were commenting on it during the yeah. matches which yeah. is a little cool. distracting like a little concerning but on the other hand it was it was pretty hype as well that that you i know, even they cared about it
1: yeah i remember cop joking about being like a kda player because he had to get his fantasy points because he drafted himself or something right. you know like <laughs> you don't want it to ever be like that important monetarily but like for a period of time it was a really big deal and then i think because there was never any improvement or love given to it that it you know people kind of dropped off and caring and like no one was pushing it like if we were if fantasy was coming back like i would fucking love to force all the riot casters to do it it gets covered in countdown who like you know like a little two minute thing three minute thing every sunday to talk about like or maybe on saturday like the same way we do the, the stock market thing but like actually fantasy and talk about who our big winners are and whatnot like i think that'd be really cool if you are gonna like bring it back to give it that big push I just got to be
0: more
6: accessible. Oh, sorry.
0: More accessible? Yeah,
7: I, I
6: th- I'm reading your chat yeah. right now, your Twitch chat too, and they're making a point of uh, that people would log on and draft their team and never look at it again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did that yeah. multiple seasons. Yeah. Oh, me too, Everybody for did. sure.
6: Navi
4: 1995 has a great point where it's, it, it helps with viewership because it gives you a reason to invest in matches you normally don't care about it gives you a reason to root for players that you have on your fantasy team that you normally wouldn't watch because they're not your team, right? Okay. So, hey, like I've got 100, 100 Thieves is playing today and they're playing against, you know, the second to last place team. Like, why would I watch? Oh, wait, I've got 100 Thieves player on my roster. Like, yeah, now I'm going to tune in because I want to see if I could beat my buddy at fantasy. It It gives you that additional incentive to watch, which is ultimately... What Riot is trying to accomplish is get more pe- more eyeballs on the broadcast
0: do you I, I just that, that only works in a world where people are actively using the app, and my concern is that right. maybe people were not that, like as we've discussed, people log in, they draft and then they don't do it again, and then maybe or they, maybe they follow it for the first four weeks, and then the next season or split, they draft and then they don't use it, and then after that they stop using it. Like I kind of feel like everyone stopped talking about fantasy and yeah. I like I, I'm, I'm on board with the idea that this is fun and a lot of people really like it and it theoretically increases engagement I just worry that like people were not using it anymore
6: Sure, well, what I think- you make it so you can join with the public uh, so you have public lobbies or public leagues rather than just needing to join it with eight of your friends
4: yeah so, so, th- so oh, there's, okay. a, there's a couple issues that we would run into yeah. when um, when, when I was there in that. Um, one, yeah, the, the app wasn't all that great. Two, it wasn't easy to find open leagues. You'd have to basically use the forums to, to find open leagues, which is not an easy way of doing it. Um, and three, I think what, uh, what really helps fantasy is when you hit that critical mass where everybody's talking about it, where the players are talking about it, where the on-air personalities are talking about it, where your friends are all talking about it, when the Twitter account for the league is talking about it, and it's kind of like everywhere, and, it, and everybody feels like, okay, there's, there's that FOMO, right? Um, without all of that, and without an actual product that is fully supported by the league, um, it's not going to have that momentum past like the initial, okay, it's draft day, let's go. Uh, after that, you're just going to be in a whole bunch of leagues, and you're not going to check back into it, because well, then all the buzz is gone and everybody's focused back on the actual matches.
0: By the way, on my tweet, uh, tweet right now, it's at 50, 50 with 360 votes for versus fantasy LCS.
1: I mean, without knowing how that poll is going to end, that at least says that it's a pretty good balance. Uh-huh. You know, uh,
0: people don't care about either of them equally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the pessimist perspective. Because I think like
0: the, the both glasses are empty.
1: Uh, Fantasy failed for a number of reasons, um, but I think at least you could tell based off the initial hype that, like, for the first split or two, people really cared. And, like, to Jesse's point, like, I don't... There were a number of problems with it, like... Uh, but if you really supported it and you actually pushed it and it was making Riot money and, like, someone actually owned it, you know, internally or whatever, and, like, it was their job to make all that shit pop, like, I think... I personally think it would. The, the idea that people, like... Draft and then forget. That happens all the time, even in regular fantasy. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's that's not really a problem because you you forget about it for three months and you check back and you're like, oh shit, I'm in second place, woohoo! And it's just like kind of background noise. You don't need you don't need just the like the I don't know what the the diehard fan name is for fantasy players, but like you don't need just the diehards. The casuals who log in draft a, do it, check twice over the course of the split are still valuable ads as well.
0: Do we know if there are legal issues with spending $10 to get entered into the league and then having an RP payout at the end of the season? Like, what What if you, what if you and eight people or you and nine people uh, drop, or seven, I think, because then you'd have eight, um, drop $10 each, and at the end of it, you pay out uh, RP... And Riot gets, you know, like it's a great way to sell in-game currency and whoever wins gets like $50 of RP and it's a great and fun. Like, is there is there any, do, do we know of any legal issues with that? I would
1: defer to Jesse on this, but my understanding <laughs> back when like all this CSGO and loot boxes and all that shit was going on, the problem that a lot of those marketplaces had was that you could go from financial to digital good back to financial if it goes just strictly from financial to digital good and you can't get the money back out it's not a gambling issue that was my understanding when all that was going on but i don't know if the legality has evolved since then
0: yeah that was my my impression too is that it wouldn't be an issue if you just kept it rp the entire time
1: right it it can't be like an rp thing that you can trade you can't get like a fucking 50 dollars rp gift card you need the rp to literally go into your account yeah. And then I, I guess you would have to worry about like account selling type stuff happening, but that already happens anyways. Yeah.
0: Jesse, you have any yeah, ideas? I'm,
4: yeah. I like, that's i uh, I, I'm no lawyer. <laughs> I would, I would be yeah. way over my head and try to comment there. So I would say get esports lot or somebody like that on here. Um, Never. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even want to speculate. Whoa. The super- so um, yeah, what did he do to you? party? He's a lawyer. He, he didn't show up to the party, did he? He didn't
0: he didn't show up actually i did invite him
4: <laughs> Oh um, shit! but I, I think um with regards to the reward stuff i think we saw it with um was it uh season five where there was the ribbon the championship ribbon skin that was offered at the end of the um the march madness or the 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 um world's madness like the bracketology um and there was that one guy that got the whole thing right and everybody was like rooting for them, like it kind of took on a, 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 a life of its own, right? Um, I think that you know having a carrot at the end of at the end of a league would certainly help things, but I don't know. If, and and I think we we should get back to maybe um, uh, Lego Lego uh, initial point, which was the idea of trying to monetize fantasy as you know kind of a, a lever for the league to make money. Um, I don't necessarily need I don't necessarily feel like you need to have fantasy be a money maker. I think it's all about eyeballs. I think it's all about viewership. That's why fantasy is such a big deal for football, for baseball, for basketball is like they want people to watch when they don't necessarily not don't necessarily care.
0: I just worry um, that the way Riot is not that not and this is going to imply that they're all very money hungry or something like that. That's not what I mean, but I, I think Riot is really easy, at, or the, internally, it's really easy for them to deprioritize certain things that are not um, directly in line with what their strong mission is, right? Like, in this situation, you know, they're if you need to hire somebody to help improve the broadcast, or you need to hire somebody to build out Fantasy League, I, I know it's not as strict as this, like, I feel like they always focus on the core stuff, and where they miss... Are a lot of these side things like lollysports.com like fantasy like sponsorships <laughs> um which i think took a long time to start spinning up and so i think for me i would i the solution is i think they either need to make this something where it directly is a revenue generating thing and it's really important for them to you know see say like okay this needs to make money and they spend a lot of time trying to monetize it that's great or they work with a third-party partner like an ESPN or Yahoo or any of these other places that do fantasy and already have it as a core competency, already have the engineers there, already have the back end. And uh, this, whoever this company is probably pays a licensing fee to Riot and then they make money that way. I think monetization is actually, like I think that's a good way to make sure Riot cares about fantasy.
6: Yeah, so I jammed a lot into this. Uh, question, but it was really also with the viewing experience and how that generates you know, viewers and they can eventually monetize it. But if you take any of these things and you put them together as well was kind of another core point. If you take the team pass and put it together with a pick'em or you take uh, this pro view thing and you put it together with LCS stock market, anything that like the stats nerds can get off on, you know, like that is going to drive people to get these passes even more, right? So and drive them to view more. And and you could argue that early on in fantasy football, there weren't a lot of people playing fantasy football in the 1980s, but it was a thing. It takes more people to play it for it to grow, right?
7: Yeah.
6: Uh, and I think there's definitely an argument here that you know fantasy is not the easiest thing to engineer, but a pick'em is
0: mathematician yo says why do you want to monetize everything as a viewer such a us view first off sounds like you're from europe fucking love you mm-hmm. you're an amazing person uh it's i you are like your league is incredible i what i very reasonable statement that you just made my small p brain you know, I think it's really important that the league generates revenue because otherwise this all goes away and Hotline League goes away because the league is gone and I end up dead. Um, but <laughs> I understand where you're coming from because you're a European and uh, you're a much better region. So um,
4: I, I think there's, that there's plenty of opportunities for something like this to be monetized but also have a free option. I don't think we're only talking about monetizing this. I think it's just... Um, it, I think it's a valid point to say uh, you're gonna get much more investment out of a company when they see that there's an opportunity to make money on on the back end of it. Yeah.
1: Right, yeah. It's it's not hard once you have the, yeah. the thing set up to, to allow people to join leagues and do all the fantasy point. It's not that much extra work to tack on like a and if you guys wanna enter a five dollar league where the winners get RP, you can do that too. Like that's not that much
6: extra work at that point.
0: Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for calling in, uh, Lego my Anything you want to say on the way out? Nope.
6: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: Had a great time. Yeah. Thanks. Have a good one. Shall we, uh, shall we say goodbye to history? Cause we have four more callers and only 30 minutes to do them in. So I, I worried that right. yeah, I they're get, mostly get out of
1: topic related.
4: <laughs>
1: Hitstreak. anything you want out. to say? <laughs>
4: no, you know what? It, it was uh, it was good chatting with you guys. Big fan of the show. Uh, thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, have a good night. Yeah, thanks. Can't you wait to hear a your yep, new
0: exciting opportunity. Oh, he's gone. Okay. Um, let's see. We've got four more callers to go. You want to run off, Mark? All right, here we go. Yep. I'm going to take down the on-call screen. Thanks to Jesse coming on. That was pretty cool. Uh, Noah Poro, thank you for the 13 months. X-Axel95X, thank you for the two. And Coco Sanchez, uh, thank you for the 15 months. Kermit Sudoku for 17 I believe I got to everybody else. Uh, We have our next caller coming up in just a second. Hang in there, everybody. Uh, Any any moment. There's something I was going to say. Oh, yeah, by the way, nobody's on the cheer board for this episode. You cheer just a little bit, you end up on the board. Your name's up there. Dr. Manhattan has returned. Thank you for the technical support earlier. Dr. Manhattan, where are you calling from?
5: Um, I'm calling from Washington, D.C.
0: Okay, that's what I thought, but I wanted to let you have the glory of saying it. What uh, What do you want to talk about on the show tonight?
5: Um, What I mainly want to talk about is um, is Team Liquid actually going in these first couple of weeks, and kind of my hot take is that, or slightly hot take is, I think that TL, based on their history for the past, what, three splits now, will... It's like my theory is that they'll revert to kind of being the bot centric team that they have been for the past three splits. And that, in my opinion, will cause them to be or have or start off the first couple of weeks of the LCS a bit rough.
0: I well, so I can't comment on the being the bot centric team. I do think that you are correct that we are going to see TL. I bet you TL has who do they play in the beginning? Actually, I should probably look at the schedule. I think it's a hard week. They
5: open with TSM.
0: I think So I think they'll lose to TSM I think Okay, I think they will have either uh, I want to figure out So they open against TSM and then Echo
1: Fox, the number 4 place team
0: Yes, Echo Fox 100 Thieves the next week And CLG So I think they lose both their games the first week And I think they lose One of those games the second week So I think they'll have a negative My bold prediction is they have a negative track record At the end of, or negative record at the end of week 2 Um, I say that because I feel like historically MSI teams have not done well when they return. Um, and in particular, because this split, there is so little downtime. Um, and if you come, like, I know that they were, they weren't scrimming as recently as some of the other teams. I think that that is going to be to their detriment and they will not look good at the start of the split. Yeah, but, um... Oh, oh, Dr. Man, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry,
5: no, you good. Oh, what I say, like my main concern is so I mean TL, like like back to my point where it's just like I mean, for the past couple of splits, and even this past split, it's just they've played so much. I mean, it's just <coughs> what should I say? Um, it never seemed like they wanted to play so much around There's like their solo laners, namely in Jensen. I think that's actually a point that they should start playing, and we saw at MSI that it yielded more success. When they played around Jensen, and I see teams like TSM, you know, with looking how strong Broken Blade looked and Pierksen, who is a phenomenal mid laner by all means, even looking at Cloud9, I think that these are two teams that can absolutely catch up to TL or like or like, and it just se- doesn't seem like the bot lane has much agency going into this split. And you know, credit to Doublelift and CoreJJ, they're fantastic. It's just I don't think it's going to be enough if 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 they do the whole style they've been doing the past split.
1: Well, so, the the one point I'd check you on potentially is some of the changes that have happened in the bot lane meta recently with some of the, the nerfs and buffs of things. And most notably, the uh, Rageblade nerf is pretty significant because a lot of the best marksmen were Rageblade abusers. Uh, and so, for one, what I've been told by various teams and coaches and stuff is that the meta has shifted to more crit-based marksmen. Uh, with these changes, and that has kind of warped the bot lane pool as well. Um, And so there has been a rise of enchanters to support crit-based marksmen, and so I've heard Sivir is, like, top priority, uh, Xyra Khan is top priority, uh, Caitlyn's coming back, like, these kinds of things. So, you know, even if TL come back, I I agree with Travis too, that like TL come back slow, um, but also bot-centric might not be that bad in a meta where, like, if your bot lane can crush theirs and get to uh, two, three item crit power spike. Now, if soul laners are still, like, super dumb, maybe that's another problem, too, but there's also the scuttle crab changes that happened, Uh, and level two skirmishing junglers are not as... I don't want to say overpowered, because I don't really think they were overpowered before, but, like, they're less important to be able to contest scuttle crabs and shit like that, so, like, I think the jungle meta has slowed down and I think potentially the bot lane meta has slowed down and that could potentially lead to an overall slightly slower meta. I think soul laners, you know, like, yeah, Silas is still strong, Ryze is still strong, Akali is still fine, like this kind of stuff, but I think overall it's, it's, uh, we, especially because people always suck at the start of split too, like I could see it being fine for TL beyond the fact that they're just out of practice and burnt out compared to other teams, because they've probably taken a vacation when everyone else was starting to ramp up scrims.
5: Yeah. Um, I Yeah, I might have over- I definitely overlooked a bit of the rage play changes. Uh, but overall, I mean, I, I mean, and, and at the end of the day, it's still super hard to say who really is, like, the best. Even after MSI, it's still hard to say who really is the best team. Because um, I do think that TSM... Uh, it's the G2, absolutely- for sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm Uh, talking about, Mark. I mean, hey, one day we'll see Ocelot. Ocelot might buy a spot in NA. Who who knows, man. But, I mean, yeah, it's hard to say who the best team is right now. Because, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a world where somebody can, like, we see C9 step up out of nowhere. Or, you know, TSM gave us a hell of a show towards the end. And, you know, I'm not sure how long they've been screaming. But, yeah, it's just definitely something I've been eyeing. Yeah, uh, I think. If TL adapts.
1: Safe bet, at least in the short term. TL probably going to not be number one after... I mean, their opening's actually not that bad, Travis. They could easily go 2-0 week two.
0: I know, but I think that's where the surprise will come, is that they don't go 2-0 week two.
1: Okay, I'll bet they go 2-0 week two, even though we'll do a show you think, between <laughs> now and then.
0: You think zero two 2 <laughs> week one and two o the next week?
1: I don't know about zero two 2 week one... It's actually not a, like I can see them being Echo Fox, even if they're a little out of practice.
0: I mean, you know, I'm not saying yeah, like, yes, there's i po- I'm not saying there's no possibility they can't be Echo Fox. I agree, I can see that happening. I mean, I just... when I say
1: possibility, I, I guess I'm saying likelihood. Like, okay. I would take TL 3 1 at the end of week two.
0: Okay, so they only lose to TSM.
1: Yeah, all right, if they're playing like a fly quest, maybe. Oh, they are playing FlyQuest. Wait.
0: Am I no, crazy? they play. No, they don't play. They play. Yeah, Playfest. yeah, yeah. They play CLG Sorry. and uh, Cloud. Um, uh, hundred thieves. Yeah, T- TSM might be four zero at the end of the second week, though. Yeah, I I could see them not dropping a game until the third Sunday. Um, yeah. against Cloud Nine.
1: None of the top three teams outside TLTSM play each other.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, we are running low on time. Dr. Manhattan, anything you want to say before we say goodbye?
5: Um, just glad, just glad to be here once again. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank thank you for having me on the show and and I'm glad I could assist you with the technical difficulties.
0: Thank you. Have a good one. All right. We've got, uh, three more callers to go. Big shout out to Axel 95 for hundred bits, an anonymous chair for a hundred bits. Bubba Nine D for the eight months and I am Nucleos for fifteen months. Uh really appreciate all of that. We've got a hundred bits on the bit leaderboard. I don't know if we can beat that. Hello. We've got Hello. Freeman. Freeman on the show. Cheesecake AKA GG. On Discord. I changed
8: it to, to Twitch, so Okay.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you yeah. for calling in Cheesecake. Should I call you Cheesecake?
8: Yes, that'll okay. be better.
0: Thank you for being a Twitch sub. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the, or first off, where are you calling from?
8: Uh Newton, Iowa. So about Newton. half an hour away from the capital, Des Moines.
0: Gotcha. I I I know nothing about okay. Iowa, so but I appreciate okay. the content. I, I know you don't. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> most most people don't. Uh, what you <laughs> wanna talk about, true. <laughs> What do you want to talk about on um, the show tonight? So,
8: so my topic was that I thought that um if yumi became uh pro viable and like she was like i wouldn't say always pick and ban but almost always pick and ban then uh and if she has like a pretty decent win rate and i know this is kind of a stretch but since uh uh silas is like popular nowadays and uh for mid and top and like all these new champions are doing well that if Yumi starts doing well, I think viewership will go down.
0: Why will, hang on, oh, why will it go up? Oh,
8: and, and my reason, my reason though, yeah, that's is an because, important thing. Uh, Yeah, I know. Uh, because since Yumi is a support, I think that, um, that can't be hit unless like she gets out. But I think that if pros know how to use it really well, that it'll like bring like Soraka or Lulu or Janna and it won't, be quite like ardent sensor meta but i feel like uh it'll be like pretty close to that and then and i know it's a little bit different because like in the ardent sensor ardent sensor meta it was like uh tank tops and that most likely won't happen unless i keep changing it towards that but i think there's a possibility that it could and i know that during the ardent sensor meta um the viewership was kind of low and i feel like uh so, like, with um Pike and Silas and all that, they add, like, all this mobility to champs, but since Yumi is kind of uninteractive, uh, that it might lower it.
0: Mm. Well, I will say that I did a bunch of interviews uh, with the LCS pros last week. They're all coming out this week. And we talk about Yumi in probably the majority of them. And while some pros are <laughs> undecided, a lot of them think that Yumi is pretty OP. Um, so it feels yeah. like we're leaning more towards... Yumi showing being quite prevalent in at least the early days of Summer Split.
1: Yeah, well, the other thing, too, is just to backtrack a second before the Yumi point the Arden Sensor meta low viewership stuff also uh, has to do with the whole best of three coming out of that era a little bit. Okay, that's true. Um, where I think there were a number of things that impacted viewership beyond a potentially boring boring meta, and I will agree it 's not the most fun to watch. I think people enjoy this a lot more. Uh, how sizable of an impact that has i don 't know yeah uh, but I think even if Yumi is broken there 's enough other stuff in the meta to your point that like you know even if Yumi is broken and, and makes poke lanes more powerful than engage lanes and it's enchanters in the bot lane i don't think that means that suddenly you can't run silas and stuff with it i mean silas likes a lulu walt being put on him silas likes stealing lulu walt uh you know stuff like that assassins generally aren't as strong whenever uh Enchanters are powerful, but they can just interact with them just fine for the most part because these are not like... It's not like Rengar Assassin, like Akali as counterplay in um, her own kit against things, I mean. Whereas Rengar just goes in like... She can drop Shroud, they can do a bunch of things. Same with Silas, same with uh, Aurelia and like all these other champs. So I think... I wouldn't be too worried about it. If Yumi's good, that viewership will drop. Um, plus, it's a cat. Cats are really cute, so... <laughs> I think you're forgetting a pretty pretty critical part.
0: Mark, where's our clickbait?
1: Um, what what clickbait?
0: We just, we're talking about a cat. And usually by this point in time in the show, oh, they've changed. He's been the snoozing
1: here. this. He didn't give a shit <laughs> this week. He's just snoozing on
8: the bed next to me. Oh, damn.
0: You're not gonna wake um, him up.
8: Do you think? Do you think yeah. uh, if Yumi does become like popular and pro that? a lot of champs like Blitzcrank and Thresh, especially with Blitzcrank with his change, he might be even a little better now in pro. Do you think they'll show up a lot more? Or? Uh,
1: I don't think so. Um, So one of the problems I've heard about Yumi is that like winning it all-in against her is really hard because she takes double combat summoner and he doesn't need to take flash. Um, And so the AD can take TP. And even if the AD doesn't want to take CP, you can technically take triple combat summoner, like ignite exhaust heal. Uh, and yeah. it makes all ends really difficult. And if you fail your all in you're just destroyed by your poke. So it's easier to take things that can poke back or sustain back. Um, so that's what I've heard. So I'm not sure Blitzcrank would be good because like...
8: if Soraka
0: is supposed to be strong, good, right?
8: That's what I heard. Soraka counter type thing. Um do you know if Soraka silence also silences Yumi? No, it doesn't. It doesn't? Okay. No.
1: Uh, she's un- untargetable, so... Okay, like, yeah, that's what I thought, I but both. I was just making sure. Yeah, I, th- I think... Even if Yumi's really strong, I don't think she'll warp the meta too much beyond what's what's getting, ha- like, warping bot lane. Which is still, you know, pretty sizable, but it's not like it's the entire map.
8: That is my, my thought. So you think if Yumi's in, then there will be more poke AD carries, like Caitlyn and maybe, like, Varus and Ezreal, or...?
1: No, no, not not in the Marksman role. I think Marksman are, are more oh, defined okay. by, like, what items are strong. So, like, you know, if if Rageblade was still the same, I bet Kai'Sa would still be higher priority. But, I mean, people are still playing her, of course, but Zaya Rakan... Yeah, with Miramana, so... Yeah, Zaya, uh, Sivir, Caitlyn... Um, yeah, there are a couple of those people who are listening that are slipping my mind right now. Those are the some, three I already said.
0: Some wannabe Twitch chat analyst says, One OP champion equals one ban. Doesn't change competitive completely unless there's a total shift in supports. So the idea being that uh, if Yumi's OP, it'll just get banned. It won't change the meta.
8: Yeah, that's true. But it, as I was saying earlier in my point, like a few other things, of course, I think would have to change. Like towards like maybe a little bit more tanks or maybe not necessarily tank solo laners or, or yeah tank solo laners but maybe tank jungler but i don't know
0: yeah yep hey thanks so much freeman uh or sorry cheesecake
8: cheesecake Cheesecake. Okay. either works it still says freeman
0: <laughs> on my screen uh thanks for calling in is there anything you want to say
8: um i've been watching you for about a year now and i finally got to come in i'm like woo but yeah nice even on my sick day, but that's okay. It was worth it.
0: Well, thanks for <laughs> uh, calling in. Hope you feel better. No, you're welcome.
8: Yep. Have a good night.
0: Azale's yep. on the Twitch chat, by the way. He was the one that said that earlier. That was, uh, that's what I was saying. Um, Let's see. Where are we? So we got surge 2009 sent 101 bits. So we're now one bit more than we were at before on the, on the board. Scrapjack for six months says, love you, daddy, Travis. Thank you. I'm trying to embrace the, uh, the daddy or zaddy thing now that I'm 30. I feel like that's the brand I need to go for. And that I'm getting those dad shoes soon. You know, I hope I hope that's where we can go. I think that's how I make myself feel better about being this age. Azale says, how does it feel to almost be dead now that you're 30? Um, freeing actually, you know, there's so much I can accomplish. All right, uh, hold my HTC phone Hello. Where are you calling from? Alabama. Alabama. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Yeah,
7: yeah so I wanted to talk about uh, that really recent interview that you had posted on Reddit about, uh, or YouTube about, uh, with Hunter about what uh, players are being held by teams. Um, and he didn't specifically say any players, but I feel like you can just kind of look at what their rosters were and kind of take a guess as to who they might have been. So, for example, Golden Glue is the obvious example. I feel like any team looking for any mid laner would have picked Golden Glue versus Lego. Um, but even looking at players like Doddog and Greg that could presumably find spots on other teams, um, like 100 D's or Clutch, who ended up not leaving. And I think that is a perfectly fine thing to do to just kind of hold players, kind of like holding talent um, to maintain, to get, stop your competitors from getting stronger. And also having strong in-house practice partners is like I think TSM showed that that's like a really good advantage to have to have like strong academy team. Um, and so I think it's perfectly fine to do it, uh, even though I feel like everyone's kind of implying that it's a bad thing to hold players hostage um, for that sort of
0: thing. So uh, a couple of things for the people that didn't catch it, go go watch my Hanser interview. In it, he says that. He feels like there weren't that many roster trades this offseason. Did you see this, Smirk? No, I don't watch your content. No, I, I didn't know if you'd seen the headline, which is mostly what people how people interact with my content on Reddit. Anyway, in, it, in the interview, Hanser says there weren't that many trades during the break because certain teams or certain orgs were really greedy. Basically implying, you know, normally a team wants a buyout whenever they are going to trade a player. Like, hey, you need to give me this much money if you want to acquire this player and apparently a lot of the teams are really greedy uh a lot of people have been pointing out golden glue who's likely to be a hot commodity and would have been a better option for 100t than saligo probably uh, based off of recent track records but um all other things i've heard uh what how to what's safe to say um i want to make sure i get this right Uh, I've heard that Biofrost is a hot commodity and has been for some time and CLG doesn't want to trade him, uh, that like Optic had a player who was very interesting and somebody wanted somebody from Echo Fox. These are the rumors that I've heard. Um, so anyway, yes, we're entering a world now where players have signed pretty long contracts and teams are either like, hey, give me a lot of money or I'm going to keep this player on my team.
1: uh yep. what what is what what take what what's the take from this that... yeah, the take is uh,
0: is that it's completely acceptable for them to do this right you see fun
7: yeah yeah essentially and also kind of i guess to make it harder as a tl fan i don't, I don't know if you can tell because it's outdated meme now but i feel like in theory steve could use his money his big wallet to take out a lot of players that would be very valuable assets on other teams and just kind of hold it on his academy team in theory and that's a practice that i think is perfectly acceptable
0: i don't think he would need to do that though given that he already got first But,
7: he, but he, yeah yeah but he could
1: <laughs> i mean theoretically nothing's stopping him from spending four hundred thousand dollars to buy like a mid-tier mid laner to stop anyone from getting him right uh, if a mid laner wants to be paid $400,000 to not have a career anymore.
0: Well, but that's the thing. It's not the player, the mid laner that gets paid the $400,000. It's the org, right? Because it's a buyout. So the idea is...
1: Um, no, but he's he's saying that, that like, what, in this example, the player has to agree to, like, someone who's a mid-tier LCS mid laner would have to accept the contract knowing that they're probably not going to start behind Jensen in order for this to like go
7: Golden is a weird one because I'm going to assume I don't think players
0: always have a say in if they get traded.
7: Yeah. It's possible that they got free agent, but it's also possible they buy out a
1: I think you guys are conflating my example, which is following up on Hold My HCC's phone point okay, yeah. about Steve spending money. Yeah. over this. So okay. like if, if if Hold My HCC's phone is saying I'll buy out the these player contracts and they'll get traded uh, and he's just going to buy players for large sums of money. Maybe that's crazy. I thought you were saying signing people to large contracts and then making sure they don't go anywhere because no one wants to pay the buyout, which are two different things, because then at least the person's getting paid. If Steve's just buying Golden Glue and whoever else, uh, yeah, that's kind of scummy, but I also doubt... Steve would
0: do that and we're just so, using by the way this is an example what none of us have ever heard yeah. of Steve <laughs> conspiring to try to buy <laughs> out all the monopoly. Like, yeah. I will have the only good mid laner I will take Bjergsen and everyone and stick them behind my team liquid paywall um, No, so I so uh, sorry the other component of this Mark is that Hanser said that certain players want to leave their teams mm-hmm. and are being blocked by this so the story is, you know, in, in summing it all up, you've got a player. He doesn't want to be on the team anymore. He wants to be traded. He goes and tells the team or his org. The org, uh, you know, either solicits offers or offers come to them on their own. And the org says, give me a bajillion dollars or this yeah, player yeah, yeah. is staying on the roster. Um, and they were like, well, we're not going to give you a bajillion do- dollars. And at the end, no one gets paid. Uh, the player still is on the roster, even if they don't want to be. And uh, that that makes fans upset though. The question of course is, is that acceptable business? I think, I think it's not great if you've got a reasonable offer for a player to keep the player hostage because I do not, well, sorry, hostage is a strong term, but to keep them on your roster, if they don't want to be there, because I don't think you're going to be able to get as much value out of that player if they're stuck and they don't want to be there. Um, So that is my concern.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you sign the contract, then like, you know, a little unfortunate. I know a lot of people might not read their contracts thoroughly. Even
0: I mean, they have they're supposed to have agents.
1: Non-side lowly sports, yeah. You know, so like on the one hand, uh, you know, they should have read it more carefully. They should have argued for more clauses around trades that give them more power if they felt like that's important. Um, you know, there's nothing stopping them from complaining theoretically. Maybe that paints them in a bad light. Uh, you know they can. Well, they can't complain in.
0: publicly. Otherwise, normally the contracts have a non-disparagement clause. You complain privately.
1: Well, it depends what you mean by complaining, because there's good complaining and bad complaining. I'm assuming they're going to do good complaining, because hmm. disparagement is usually, in a legal sense, a pretty over-the-top. But if you just I, let I, it I doubt somebody, that a player
0: can come out and say, <laughs> "I'm <laughs> sad I'm on this team right now."
1: Yeah, you probably couldn't say that. But you could easily say, ah, I was really hoping to get a starting shot this split, and unfortunately some stuff got in the way. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, is that disparagement? Probably not. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, you know, if a player is being smart, they can very easily uh, create some pressure uh, publicly, potentially. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's like, I'm sorry you signed that contract in the future. You can be smarter about it. Uh, You can try these other avenues that are not, like, as legal, I guess, where you're complaining about this stuff. You can become a pain point on the team, like, depending on how bad you want to get out, like, you know, you can be a dick, and maybe it's you're being a justifiable dick, even, that you're being an asshole to get kicked off your own team. Uh, You know, there are other routes beyond just, like, I tried to get traded and it didn't work. Um that does come at the cost of like your your attitude presumably but you know I think if a pro player said I was really young and I signed a bad contract and I was held hostage to another team owner I think maybe that team owner would understand where they're coming from you know who knows yep. how bad do you want to get out you know there are other avenues
0: well I think we have to move on to the last caller but this is a good conversation I wish we had more time for it thank you hold my HTC phone
7: yeah,
0: thank you. Yeah. Have a good one. One last caller to go. We'll see. Sometimes the last caller goes to sleep. Maybe they might not be here. Uh, I would read out a new sub or bits, but um, I didn't get any. So we'll just sit here in silence and wait patiently. Hey, Ryan DB, uh, sent me a sub. Here's a resub Travis. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're waiting on the last caller. Uh, Tangy sauce should be here any second. Mark's doing a mic check, uh, earlier, by the way, somebody in chat asked how do teams in the LCS earn money? They don't, um, that's the answer to that question. And it looks like Tangy sauce is here. Tangy sauce. Where, where are you calling from? Uh, New Orleans, New Orleans. What do you want to talk about on the show?
9: Yeah, so I think I think uh, you'll like. Um, my hot take is that I don't think G two is currently the best team in the world. I think that their series or SK two was obviously very close. I think I would give G two the edge, but I also think that personally, I think IG is still the best team in the world, and they had an off series. But I do think that they will be the best team in the world come Worlds. Um, and the reason is I think that they have more room to improve than the other top four MSI teams, which I'm assuming they'll still be at the top, which is subject to change. But I think that specifically individually, they have more room to improve. Uh, so, like, my reasoning is that if you look at, uh, like, SKT, uh, obviously obviously Faker, uh, Teddy, and Clid are, are insane players. Like, you know, top, top three or five in the world, I would say. Um but I think what that also means is that you can't expect them to improve significantly because you can't expect players to be like some transcendent player like vicker was in season three, right? And that so like basically, the better a player gets, the harder it is to improve is my logic. And then uh, if you look at Khan and Mata, I think that they have significant room to improve, but I think that like for the past few years they've shown that, they they haven't changed at all, uh, so and then similarly with Team Liquid, you know I think that they've all shown similar a similar level uh, for many years, um, but then when you get to G2, like you can argue that their top side has a similar issue where uh, I think that their top side is close to their peak, but uh, when Worlds comes around, Perks is going to have basically twice as much experience playing bot lane and. The hope is that Mickey X is going to be able to play... I think the rumor was that he only, was only able to play 10 scrims uh, at MSI, so the hope is that he will be able to play uh, a regular amount of scrims. So I think that that's really where G2 can going to get the edge, is that they have more room to improve, uh, specifically in the bot lane.
0: Mark, I, uh, I'm sorry, I can't hear the caller at all. I'm sure what he's saying is that G2 is the best team in the world... That they're going to continue to be the best team. That's my personal opinion and the opinion of the YouTube channel and of this VOD. And everyone will be liking the video because that's my opinion. But I'm going to let you handle this one because my call is breaking up and I can't hear him. G2
1: is overrated trash and only lucked into that tournament. win Because the only team that they had to beat was the even worse trash team, Liquid. Uh... You take me down too, dude. What the hell? I'm still here. Come on, I'm man. I'm so scared right now. I
0: hope I hope that EU viewers don't get to this part of the VOD. Uh,
1: I so on the real, real, I actually think I mostly agree with the callers' take. Like, um, you know, if you think G2 is the best team in the world, I will put them number two, probably. Like, I I still think IG was better. I, on Listen Loco I talked to a lot about what went wrong for IG in their series when I was on that one. Um, I think, you know, their soul laners got overconfident and didn't push their leads as much as they could because they kind of assumed that they are going to win. Ning had a really bad series, Balan had a really bad series, all this stuff. I think G2 demonstrated quite clearly they're better than, than SKT. And I think Europe as a whole has demonstrated dominance, so to speak, over Korea in the last two tournaments. So I think it's fair to say that G2 is better than SKT in Korea. I think they're definitely better than NA. And I think it is debatable at the very least if IG or, or G2 is better. And if someone said G2, it's not like you have great arguments for why not. You know, I still think IG's better. That's personal opinion. But what I really agree with the caller with is like we've seen what I believe is IG's peak at Worlds last year. And, you know, who knows what happened this time. Um, uh, I think whereas ig it's hard to see where they go from here Um, they can have a better tournament than they've had at msi they could easily win worlds again Um, but i think g2 has a lot of room to improve given perks short time in the bot lane the fact that this team has only been together for what was it six months now um you know i think there are a lot of things that they can do better also like you're saying mickey getting a full tournament prep heading into it not being injured um, there are so many things that could, that could go better for G2 and they already won an international tournament. So, like, the ceiling on G2 is really, really high. Um, but, you know, I think I can understand, like, I, I think that they're the second best team in the world. I would still put IG number one. I think G2 had a better tournament. Obviously, they won it, so you can't even say they didn't have a better tournament. I can't believe IG fucking lost to, to TL. That is, like, some Insane level upset shit. Given how hard G2 slammed TL, like they're not good enough to beat IG uh, most on almost every other day, but apparently the day they played on. Um, so like, that's my take. G2 has an incredible ceiling. They could only get better for Worlds.
0: I agree with the caller. I disagree with the caller. How many do you think that? G two isn't the best team in the world, but I agree that they can only get better. The skill cap on Europe as a whole is insane, and quite frankly, I wish I was European. Tanky sauce, any thoughts?
9: Uh, yeah, I think. I guess. Uh, I guess one argument against my argument is that you could argue that like uh, like mechanics is is not. Like. Is not as big a part of the game as, as it used to be and that stuff like team you know cohesion and, and reading the meta better is going to be more important uh, but I'd argue that like every team can improve in terms of synergy and in terms of stuff like that and I just think that uh, G2 have an, have an edge in, in the aspect that mechanically I think that bot lane has, has more room to grow than pretty much uh yeah uh, any bot lane uh well like TL's bot lane or SKT's bot lane
1: I think uh, mechanics are more important last Worlds and this year than they've been in a long time, maybe since, like, Season sure. 5 yeah. or 3. But the other thing is what G2 might lack behind IG and individual mechanics, like, I think Rookie is god tier, the shy god tier. But I don't think they're as creative as G2. I think Caps and Wonder and Perks are more creative. Um, you can throw Mickey in and Yanko's in there as well, just so we're saying the whole team. I think they're the most creative team in the world. And like that goes a long way right now. So, even if you know they can't train their mechanics to be better than, than IG, they can sure as fuck come up with a better game plan for beating IG that IG can never prepare for. Uh,
9: yeah.
3: Okay. If ahead. you
1: dislike this take and you're downvoting the YouTube video for what I just said, Comment to let us know that that's specifically why you've downloaded, so that way we can get a more accurate read on having any sort of take that paints them in any sort of light while saying they're the most creative team in the world with the most upside and the potential to overtake the number one spot from IG, which is still debatable. If that's upsetting to you, just let me know.
0: Thank you, Sas. Thank you so much. Anything you want to say on the way out?
9: Uh, thanks for having me, and uh, I hope I managed to farm some folks uh, with that topic.
0: Thanks so much, have a good one. Certain people in the chat are saying this EU shit is getting boring. If this EU shit is going boring, then go to the channel and like the video so that I don't have to do this anymore. It's so annoying that the world we live in is one where if you express a differing opinion, people dislike the video, it fucks your YouTube algorithm and everything goes terribly, all right? By the way, I'm mostly joking throughout all this. I'm frustrated about the dislike thing because it's aggravating that that's how YouTube works and that's how people respond to opinions they disagree with, but it was mostly just memeing about Europe. Also, North America's better. Also, North America's going to crush LEC at Rift And you wouldn't catch Lynch. me dead in Europe. And every, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just kidding. I really like European food.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. You like yeah. the Italian stuff, right?
1: I love Italian. French is good. Um Maybe I don't love Italian food <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean not Italian, excuse me, European food Maybe I don't love European food I can list like oh, yeah, two, yeah. two countries Spanish food's fine
0: German food's uh, not great But I, I really like the food in Barcelona I don't um, like UK food, food Is awful. UK
1: food's pretty booty
0: um, um, yeah Anyway Mark, anything you want to say here at the end?
1: Nope catch you guys at the start of the split in a couple days
0: can't wait for it I've got videos going out all week long please check them out thanks to Alienware for sponsoring this there's a chance that we might be trying to do another live Rift or live Hotline League at Rift Rivals Mark I know this is the first time you've heard about it but just so you know we're doing a what? we're we're looking into doing mostly people haven't made it to this end of the VOD or the podcast but uh, so this will be st- secret still, but there's a chance we're going to do a live hotline league at Rift Rivals.
1: Who's, who's like, is Riot wants us to do that? No, Alienware. Oh, okay.
0: It wouldn't be at the studio, but it would be close by.
1: Right. When you said at Rift Rivals, that's where I got. Oh yeah. You're yeah. Sorry. Four, 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 Rift Rivals. Okay.
0: Yeah. I think it'll be fine. All right. All right. Either way. Uh, thanks so much to everyone. Thanks to Jesse for coming on. Go like this YouTube video. Jesus Christ. All right. That's it.